Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, Melinda and I are today talking a bit about Brisbane Airport. Yeah, we're going to go over the top 10 suburbs that have been affected by Brisbane's flight paths due to the opening of that second runway. We're going to dive into, you know, the economic impacts of this second runway, um, what's actually happened during COVID, but more importantly, um, what impact the second runway and potential noise um, impacts has on property prices. And we're going to look at some historical studies to get an understanding of, you know, what that data shows us. So we've got lots of information that um, will be of benefit today. So yeah, we won't just, uh, we won't just talk about the approximately, I think, 3.3 kilometres of asphalt that has been laid, and all the concrete and everything associated with it. But um, basically, what what that has to do with uh, the impact on property. Um, Now, there's actually three runways in Brisbane, believe it or not. Um, we only talk about two because there's two major ones. The other one is a, a, a cross um, smaller runway for smaller planes. So it's the two major runways that have the effect on property uh, and what we what we notice the planes coming in and out from Brisbane. So um, what what sort of does that do in the future? I guess is the first question. You know what will it do for Brisbane um, and how will that have an effect on Brisbane and Queensland in general? Yeah, well, look, up until recently, um, in fact, July the 12th, 2020, that's when the official opening of the uh, much-anticipated second runway went ahead, um, even despite the impacts of COVID-19. So up until then, it was just a single runway. So now we've got parallel runways. Um, Now, the project itself in in constructing the second runway took more than 15 years of planning and construction, and it was actually built very close to Moreton Bay. So the sand soil was... Um, really poor quality. So it was an engineering, um, you know, miracle really to be able to build this second runway in its location. Now, passenger numbers are actually expected to increase to 50 million by 2035. So you can imagine what the economic impact of that huge influx of people into southeast Queensland will have. Um, basically it's going to allow us to keep up with growing demand and it's going to connect Queensland to the rest of the world for both business and leisure. So by the year 2035, um, the second runway is expected to generate an additional 7,800 new jobs and an additional economic impact of $5 billion annually to the local economy. So it really is Um, a huge feat uh, for our city and something that um, has been planned for many years to take Brisbane into the new world. Um, And of course, no one expected a pandemic to shut the international borders. um, And that's obviously had a significant impact, not only on the number of passengers that they expected to flow through, but also on the number of flights. Now, I know we weren't talking about the construction side a little bit, but if we just go back to that, I believe that as Melinda touched on um, out near Moreton Bay and very sandy soil, um, the base of it, I think when they were constructing uh, Queen's Wharf and they were excavating down um, quite deep into the ground, um, I believe they were trucking out a lot of that fill um, throughout the night out to the airport to also help with um, with that base. So it's quite interesting that they, you know, a massive construction of Queen's Wharf 
assisting the uh, third or the, the second major runway that we have now. Um, so yeah, that was a quite an interesting sort of uh, fact that we found out a little about it, bit about it. So what what about COVID? Sort of, I know we touch on COVID with um, with quite a lot, obviously these days, but. What sort of impact is that and what is happening with COVID at the moment with the airport? Yeah, well, obviously, um, the impact of COVID has been significant on the number of passengers, especially international passengers um, that are coming through the Brisbane airport. Now, the CEO of the Brisbane Airport Corporation put out a statement in February 2021, which indicated that international passenger numbers are down by 98%. Now, that's just, you know, it's huge. Um, now, obviously, that's because of the strict international passenger caps. Um, we were taking in only 500 passengers per week um, due to the quarantine restrictions. Now, that's recently increased to 1,000 passengers per week. But obviously, with a huge reduction um, in the number of people that are able to enter the country, um, there's also a huge reduction in the number of flights that are coming into and out of the airport each day, especially um, the international flights. And obviously, you know, when we're looking at um, airport noise, the larger the plane, the larger the noise or the, the higher the levels of noise impact. So it's those large planes that really have um, slowed down as a result of covid um, and therefore, the noise impact that we're experiencing in some of the uh, most noise impact affected locations at the moment, um, it really isn't anywhere near what it will be in the future once the international borders do reopen. And, um, you know, potentially that may come sooner rather than later now that the vaccines are being rolled out. So so on the road to recovery, obviously, um, through, through that side of things, there's also a lot which we won't touch on today, but there's it, it's changed the the Brisbane Airport Corporation out there. It's it's quite an amazing um, setup, and and it is changing and growing day by day. Um, there's a uh, DFO out there. There's accommodation. There's there's Woolworth shops. There's a golfing priest um, driving range, whatnot. There's also a um, I think they're doing a, a mall for a car mall where you can actually test drive cars around a track and a four wheel drive track. There's all these things planned. So the road to recovery um, for, for Brisbane Airport Corporation is, is enormous. Yeah, they're powering along with that auto mall, which Scott's just mentioned. Um, it's the largest non-aviation project um, that the Brisbane Airport has actually undertaken. And it will change the way people buy cars. Um, and basically, you'll be able to go and do test drives um, in the area. There'll be, you know, a specific road dedicated for test driving cars, but also um, a 2.3 kilometre performance track um, for trialling four-wheel drive. So, you know, that's that's game-changing for the way we may experience car buying in the future now. Obviously, that's not related to these flight paths, but it's just interesting to see how that precinct is changing and will continue to change in the future. And if you don't yet know about that Brisbane Auto Mall, have a look at it. It's um, really interesting to see, you know, what... Uh, the future holds for the area. Sounds like fun. Might have to buy another car. A four-wheel drive. That's a test drive. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously the road recovery side of things. Um, what? What? Let's talk about the noise impact a little bit about that runway and, and what it's done and how it's changed things. Yeah, well, I don't think it's any secret at all that doubling the capacity of an airport by opening a second runway will double the amount of um, traffic that that could come into and out of the airport. 
And this is the plan for Brisbane, um, you know, and this is why they did build that second runway. So flight paths, um, typically where the planes travel into and out of an airport, they're not like the highways of the sky. So they're just like motorways on the ground, but they actually do carry noise, especially when planes are um, ascending and descending. So that is taking off and then coming into land, you know, they are at lower altitudes and therefore you will hear more significant noise impact. So flight paths um, or noise impacts as a result of flight paths are determined by Air Services Australia. And there's lots of things that will impact uh, the flight pathways, including things such as the weather, the direction of the wind, um, the airport capacity, and, you know, which direction people are travelling as well. So, you know, I guess in terms of Brisbane, the orientation of the runways will impact which way the planes are travelling. If they're taking off to the, the east, they're taking off over Moreton Bay, so there's very little noise impact on the suburbs. However, if they're taking off in the other direction, um, there's going to be significant noise impact over some of those inner city locations and that's what we're going to dive into now yeah so there's there's online tools that you can actually have a look to see what impact this has um as melinda touched on with brisbane you know if, if you go in one direction you're out over the bay the other way um you're coming over property um so yes that will will have an effect um there's online tools you can have a look at which will which will show you the flight paths you can actually change that around to change wind direction um winter summer weekdays weekends um, evenings, nights. So there's all different ways you can look at that. Um, you can also look at the noise mapping side of things um, and see what effect that will have. Generally, that, that tightens things up basically. So it's uh, it's basically that noise where they read in um, 70 decibels or decibels or more. Um, so what can we sort of break that down a bit and just sort of give people a bit of an idea what we talk about because noise levels. It's something basically is that was likely to interfere with people if they're speaking indoors with the windows open, um, and there's obviously Australian standards for that. So how do we sort of simplify this and understand what that is? Yeah, so suburbs that are in a noise overlay, um, what that means is that they experience noise levels of 70 decibels or more due to the passing air traffic overhead. Now, um, as Scott said, that's likely to interfere with people speaking indoors with the windows open as per the Australian standards. But to give you a better indication of what that is, we've got some interesting stats here about what noise levels are at different locations around Brisbane. And that might give you an indication of what you can expect to experience at a noise level of 70 decibels. So can we start with the lower section? So keep it a bit quiet to start with. Yeah, so if I was at New Farm Library, for example, the surrounding noise would be 54 decibels. So that's quite speaking of those um, that are borrowing books. Um, that's not something that's going to impact our, our lives. It's very quiet. Um, if I went into a conversational speech um, measured from about one, meters, one metre distance, I'd be looking at about 55 decibels of noise. Um, and then if I was at Streets Beach at South Bank um, on Brisbane Riverside at uh, South Brisbane there, the surrounding noise would be about 64 decibels. So obviously looking at a noise level of 70 decibels, that's a plane going overhead where I can no longer um, 
hear my or, or it's going to interfere with um, my conversation with my family or my friends who are in my home because I've got my windows open. But interestingly, as noise levels increase, um, if I was sitting at Cafe 63 at New Farm having my breakfast, um, the noise level there is about 68 decibels. So that gives you an indication of what you'd experience with planes going over. Now, just for your information, this has all been um, taken from local noise measures collected by uh, Sound In in December 2018 and June 2019. So this is actual um, you know, noise levels as measured around our city when they were looking at um, various locations. So, Son, what about on a Friday night? <laughs> that one's quite interesting. You go down to the Breakfast Creek Hotel, which is uh, quite a historic um, pub here in um, in Brisbane. Uh, if you're ever in Brisbane, if you're not a local, go down to the Brecky Creek. Um, good steaks. Good for a good steak. Um, but on a Friday night, 80 decibels. Correct, yeah. So that's if you're sitting at a pub having a meal, um, you can expect the surrounding noise to be 80 decibels. And um, if I was at Northgate Station on the second track, 13 metres away from a train that's passing through, that noise would be measured at 84 decibels. So um, that's interesting. Scott, you might like this one. Um, the Queensland try, as recorded at the State of Origin Game 1 at Suncorp Stadium on the 5th of June 2019, the noise in that stadium was 93 decibels. So. I don't think I liked it. I, <laughs> I, I must admit, I'm born in New South Wales. My boys are, are Queensland and so is Melinda. So... I think they were quite happy when the noise went up that high. I, I couldn't hear much either. The so. noise level went up that high in our lounge room <laughs> that night. And, of course, an emergency siren, 130 decibels. So it gives you an indication of what that 70 decibels would be of a path passing plane. And it's certainly enough to impact on the quiet enjoyment of living inside a home. So Brisbane Airport, um, when we talk about that noise and we talked about where it's located and the direction the planes fly, if can we compare that to other capitals to, to get an idea of how far away we are from residential houses? Yeah, well, what's interesting about Brisbane is that our airport has actually been built further away from residential housing compared to other major capital cities around Australia. So our airport um, is actually six kilometres away from residential housing, whilst in some other states it's only 600 metres away from residential housing. So that's actually, you know, a good thing for Brisbane. The current runway or the, the first runway is 6.7 kilometres away from the nearest residential area and the new run, runway is six kilometres away. So it really is set in its own um, location. Now compare that to Melbourne where the airport's 2.1 kilometres away from the closest residential housing. Perth, 1.3 kilometres away. Cairns, 0.6 kilometres. Um, and then we've got Sydney at 600 metres away, Adelaide at 600 metres and Gold Coast at 600 metres. But those airports um, have legislated curfew restrictions in place simply because of how close they are to um, those residential locations. Whereas you know, Brisbane as an airport is a 24-hour airport, so you will get um, that noise impact around the clock. So with with the new airport, um, uh, sorry, the new runway, and obviously what it's, what it's doing and how it's changed, it's slightly to the west of the existing one. Um, so if we look at and we do our top 10, basically, the top 10 suburbs that are affected by the flight path, um, just to see what sort of change that has had on some of those suburbs, and we'll just run through some of them now. 
we start with the the highest impact or the lowest impact of that top ten? Let's go backwards. Let's go backwards. So number ten. Roll up. Number um, ten. New farm. So previously, um, the flights above that seventy decibel mark on on the one the single runway there was zero, and now we've gone to two to four. Yeah, so um, not a significant impact, but a suburb that previously had no overhead flights. So there definitely are going to be two to four flights per day that will have some noise impact. Um, in number nine, we have Bulimba. Previously, no um, impact uh, from the first, the original runway. Now, five to nine flights per day that are going to be above the 70 decibels. Back on the on the north side, Ascot. Ascot was previously zero. Uh, it's now gone up to five to nine as well. So as we started through New Farm on the north side, Bulimba south side, Ascot north side, up to five five to nine flights. Yeah, then we've got Seven Hills. Um, no change, still ten to nineteen flights. Um, so that's a suburb that was previously impacted with the first runway. Um, now has the same number of flights um, with that noise impact. Um, then again, we're back on the north side, Hamilton, very close to the airport region. Um, however, a massive increase in the, the noise impact. So previously, there were two to four flights per day above 70 decibels. Now with the second runway, 10 to 19 flights per day above uh, 70 decibels. And just keep in mind, this is based on normal airport capacity. So we may not be experiencing this now, given that we're in a pandemic and the international borders are closed. But this is what is predicted, um, you know, when the airport does return to capacity. Now, another another big mover is on the south side of Hawthorne. Um, it's gone from zero flights to 10 to 19 flights. That, that's quite a big change for Hawthorne. Yeah. And I think that it's not... Um, it's important to recognise that not all suburbs have been negatively impacted by the opening of the second runway. And, you know, we've got suburbs such as Pink and Bar, which sits in number four places, one of the um, top 10 suburbs to be affected by Brisbane flight paths. Previously, with a single runway, there were 50 or more flights per day at 70 decibels or more. Now that's reduced uh, between 20 to 49 flights of more than 70 decibels. So a positive impact there for Pink and Bar. And exactly the same for Cannon Hill. It's the same numbers, 50 or more, um, and it's gone to 20 to 49. So there's definitely some suburbs that have benefited from the opening of the second runway because the noise impact has uh, been reduced because the number of flights have been spread across two runways. So that's a positive for them. In number two place, uh, we've got Hemant. Now, Hammond previously had 10 to 19 flights per day, greater than 70 decibels uh, with the single runway. Now, with the opening of the second runway, we're between 20 and 49 flights per day um, with that significant noise impact. So the, the winner, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know that you that want that to way. call it a winner. <laughs> of the, uh, so the biggest probably, the biggest change is Balmoral. Um, Balmoral's on the, on the south side, uh, gone from zero flights to 20 to 49 flights. Yeah, which have that noise impact. So, you know, I guess that um, when the airports do reach their capacity, again, that residents in those locations that previously didn't have um, that flight noise will really start to, to see and, and hear that impact overhead. So so we've really, we've sort of touched on obviously the airport, the changes and, and how it is changing. What what do we know? I guess it's really hard to, to work out what effect that is going to have on, on, on the property market. 
Yeah, look, I think that, um, you know, that's a question we often get asked, you know, what's happening with the the market value of properties that sit in the new flight path? Is there going to be an impact on property values because the flight paths are now impacting some of our most exclusive suburbs here in Brisbane? And I guess, you know, until we actually um, pass through a number of years with the airports at full capacity, we really won't know whether there is an impact. And then trying to draw conclusions over that as being a primary indicator for delayed or slowed growth um, is going to be hard to prove as well. However, we can look back at um, a study that was previously completed by the Queensland University of Technology. Um, In 2007, this was published and uh, it was reporting on the impact of aircraft noise on Brisbane residential property sectors from 1988 through to 2017. So it is now four years old, but it did track back through all of the suburbs in Brisbane reporting median property price growth and looking at those uh, locations that um, received noise complaints, a high level of noise complaints, a medium level of noise complaints and no noise complaints. And then it compared the capital growth over those different market segments. Now, I think you you mentioned 2007, it was published. I think you meant, was it 2017? I did. Sorry, yes. <laughs> you I did, did correct it. But just, just so the <laughs> listeners do, that was 2017. So it's not that long ago, but as Melinda did say, we haven't had that new runway. We've had the impact of COVID. Um, I, I think that will pro- this will probably change, but you know, we, we don't we won't know that until we experience it and, and and live with it for a while. Yeah. So just to clarify, <laughs> the data was taken between 1988 and 2017. Um, it was actually published in November 2018. So if you are looking for that um, that report, you should be able to look that up based on those dates. But uh, what the, the data showed um, was a suburb comparison. It looked at high, moderate and minimal and no noise complaint um, suburbs. So it divided all of the suburbs by those metrics. And then it looked at the average annual capital return between 1988 and 2017 um, to determine whether there was any impact as a result of the, you know, high noise complaint areas. Now, the evidence was actually pretty clear that the there was no correlation between um, the locations that had high noise impact and the corresponding average annual return in capital growth over the study period. So I think that provides conclusive evidence off the back of Brisbane um, and its growth in that study period when there was only one runway that it did not impact on capital growth. Um, What is important to highlight right now is that um, the conditions uh, moving forward now that we have a second runway will be very different than the conditions looking back historically. As we um, develop larger planes that may have Um, higher noise impacts and, you know, be able to carry more passengers, that may change the the volume of noise impact in different locations over time as well. So, you know, we can have some certainty that previously there's been no impact. We just don't know what the future holds. So um, obviously historical performance is, is quite often a fairly good indicator of what the future holds, but no one knows for certain based on the fact that the conditions will be very different looking forward compared to looking backward now that we've got a much higher capacity 
airport and certainly different flight paths. Yeah, I, I, we won't know, as you just said then, we won't know that until those big planes start coming in and out. Now the passengers increase, um, things go back to normal and, um, you know, students, tourists, everyone start flying in and out of um, Brisbane. Numbers will increase, the planes will increase and the sizes, I think, of those planes will increase as well. Yeah, so I actually think, you know, the study concluded that price growth is driven more so by location um, rather than by the potential noise impact. And, you know, as always, when we are looking at capital growth in a particular location, capital growth is driven by the balance between supply and demand at a local level. So if there's some softening in demand because of noise impact, um, providing all of those supply you know, indicators are still tight. There still may be high demand from a lot of other market forces, including low interest rates, affordability, um, growing population that may override any impact from, you know, noise complaints due to, to slightly softening demand from that particular aspect. So no single property metric can be taken in isolation. And I think that's the important thing to take away from this message. So I hope everyone's got their wings today. We've helped everyone there to to grow that way and um, understand a little bit more about Brisbane. Um, it's quite interesting if you have a look at those on, online um, tools to have a look at what impact that will have. Um, so, look, I hope that helps. A uh, bit of interesting information there. And we'll um, thanks very much for listening. I'll let Melinda wrap things up now and we'll talk again soon. And um, thanks very much and bye for now. Yeah, if you want more information about the impact on the Brisbane flight paths and, you know, the, a link to the study, you can head on over to the Streamline Property Buyers website because we have um, an article within our blog post that we talk all about the impact of um, Brisbane flight paths on Brisbane property values. And we provide all the relevant links there to get you through to the uh, flight mapping tools as well as the study that we've talked about in today's episode. So I hope that's been useful. Um, I do hope that it will help you to select locations if you are looking to relocate or invest here in Brisbane. Um, look, as always, if you like what you're hearing, please don't forget to leave us a review and tell your friends and family that our podcast exists. Um, we're getting some great feedback from our listeners, so keep that coming on through. And as always, if you do have some questions, um, we've got a pile of questions um, in our file here to answer in an upcoming episode. So um, hopefully we'll be able to get through some of those in another Q&A episode soon. But look, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you again in another seven days and um, look forward to that. Thanks so much. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.